AfroTales Podcast is a part of the Connected Podcast Network. Ahoy, my friends. Welcome aboard the AfroTales Podcast. I'm your storyteller, Amon Mazinga. Join me as we explore the tales that grew from the people of indigenous and African descent in the Americas and the Caribbean. After, come and see me, chef, who will impart upon you a recipe for the story you have just heard. So with no further ado, let us set sail on this new age of exploration. The Coyote Teodora. Teodora, who knew the devil's secrets, was married to a good, quiet man. He formed his plot and lived in peace. The couple had barely enough to live on, and yet, their kitchen overflowed with delicacies. Theodora always had juicy roast to serve her husband and her little boy. The husband wondered, but when he asked his wife where she could be getting such food, she acted as though she didn't hear. Or she would say, I bought it. Or a friend gave it to me. The woman's husband was no simpleton, and he thought, are these the facts? Day by day, his suspicions grew. He took to watching his wife at night, but at first he could see nothing. One night, however, as he lay awake, he felt the bed tremble and sensed his wife was getting up. In the darkness of their little room, he heard her recite a prayer of a kind he had not heard before. She turned around three times to the right, then three times to the left. He dared to look and saw that she had become a coyote. Terror-stricken, he put his head under his covers and offered a prayer of his own. St. Anthony and all the souls in purgatory. Come and save me. The next day, as usual, there were fryers and roasting hens on the kitchen shelf, and in the oven, a suckling pig. The husband was now on the alert, but the wife did not go out every night. A few days passed, then one night, as before, she eased herself out of bed and recited her special words. This time, her husband followed her tracks, and in the distance, he could see a coyote running into the neighbors' barnyards and henhouses and into their kitchens, gathering provisions for the next several days. Now, fully aware of what his wife was doing and that she was a witch, the man went to the priest and reported what he had seen. As Christ's minister, the priest knew his duty and gave the husband a rope of St. Francis and a little holy water. At the precise moment, she changes to her human form, the priest advised. Give her three lashings with the rope of St. Francis and sprinkle her with holy water. She will never be a coyote again. The husband carried out the instructions. But as it happened, the next time the coyote returned, 
from its midnight run and was just becoming a woman again. The husband delivered the lashes and sprinkled the water a moment too soon. The head and upper body were restored to the form of a woman, as the husband already had seen. But the hindquarters, those were of a coyote and could not be changed. Unable to live as a human, the woman abandoned her husband and her little boy and fled to the woods, where she still roams, they say, as an example to witches everywhere. The End Buried Alive Once, once there was a man, well, it was a couple who loved each other very much. And when they talked their little talks, it was always, what would you do if I died? What would I do? And the other would say, uh, if you died, I'd die too. And they keep it up this way, night after night. The husband would say, you love me. How much? Oh, I adore you. Then what should we do? What do you mean? If I die, you'll take your own life. And if you die, I will too. And I... And I'll be buried... And I'll bury myself in the same grave. So they made a pact. Whoever went first, the other would go too. That way they'd be buried together. As luck would have it, the wife died. And the husband said, Oh, my heavens. But there was. The missus was dead. And they'd made that pact. Uh, here I go. Off to be buried. So he said to the gravedigger, Make it a little extra wide, because I'm going to have to be in there with her. We made a pact. If she went first, I'd go too. The gravedigger made it wider, and they buried him. But he wasn't dead. Somewhere, who knows where, he found a little pipe, and he pushed it up through the dirt so he could breathe and get some air. He had oxygen, so is how he stayed alive. All of a sudden, he saw a mouse coming out through a hole in the dirt, running this way and that way. He looked again and saw a she-mouse, the mouse's mate, lying there dead. And it came over and kissed her on her little snout. Precious. Then it ran off somewhere and came back with a tiny flower that it pushed into her mouth. With that, the dead mouse stood up, and the two of them ran off into the hole, leaving the flower laying in the dirt. When the husband saw how the little flower had raised the dead, he said, For God's sake, this flower has 
has power. I'm going to give it to my wife. He picked it up and pushed it into his wife's mouth. And would you believe it? She woke up. Then he hears, Where? Where am I? Don't you remember? You died. I'm here too because we had that pact. So, so what do we do now? Oh, I'll call for help. I got a pipe here that connects to the outside. So he calls. Grave digger! Grave digger! And the people who take care of the cemetery are hearing this and they say, Ghost! 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 No, no! It is just us. The ones buried yesterday. Still alive. Still alive. Get us out of here. So the grave diggers went and got their spades and dug them up. How did this happen? They wanted to know. And the man told them the whole story about the mice. Now it turned out this man, when his wife died, had some savings. Some money they'd been able to put aside. He had taken it to the priest and said, Father, here's a little something we had that I'm not going to need. Now that my wife is gone because, well, I'm about to die, too. And he explained what the situation was. The priest had said, Well, my son, that will be fine. It'll pay for Gregorian chants. Sixty of them, exactly. For both of you. You'll get to heaven for sure. With sixty masses, you'll go directly to heaven. All right. But now that they'd come back to life, they were poor. So the man goes to the priest to get the money back. And the priest says, What? What? What money? Oh, oh, I know. But only half of it is left. I already spent half for those chants. The man says, I'll take the other half then. The priest says, Oh, all right. But... You'll have to get out of town. You'll have to go someplace where no one around here will ever see you. Because if they found out you're still alive, I'd be ruined. They'd slit my throat. You have to disappear. So the man took the money and went to his wife and said, You know what? We've got to disappear. Throw your clothes in a suitcase. Let's go. And they did. The end. Yep. Yep. That was... That was some interesting stories right there, right? Now, I want you to know, I've listened to a lot of folklore and folktales before I even started Afrotales podcast. And I believe in my heart of hearts that I have heard this story before and I'm pretty sure some of you out there have also heard this story before so I hope this version was different for you this 
version from Honduras. I hope they put a little twist on it for you. I can't remember exactly how the tale went that I heard on different podcasts, YouTube and everything like that. So I don't know if it's exactly the same, but I do know the elements of it are similar. And we've all heard stories similar to this. So I hope I gave you a version that you could like and appreciate. The wife going out and just trying to do what it is that she had to do for her family, even if it meant stealing from their friends, which is all the way wrong. Her being punished the way she is, though, to be half human and half coyote for the rest of her existence, to me, is even more wrong. Let the punishment equal the crime, you know? The husband was a little too zealous in that aspect, I feel. Maybe I'm wrong. I just feel real bad for her trying to feed them and then get punished. It's almost similar to the monkey woman, right? Where you get a woman that's just trying to love and do right for her family, but when it's found out what she is and what she does for them, they turn on her. I don't know. I don't know. I feel that it was a little harsh. But you should not be stealing. You should do everything you can legally to support your family. Maybe if she would have went to the priest or went to, you know, the friends and and and, and uh, neighbors and just asked them if they could assist her because of, you know, their meager earnings. Maybe they would have done that and this whole situation wouldn't have been needed. You know, I can't say, you know, uh, like they say, um, hindsight is twenty twenty. you know, so. But the second story is from California, my birthplace. And I thought was quite interesting being buried with your mate people say that you know people say oh I, I can't live without you but this man actually did it even though i'm pretty sure he was terrified of doing that but he did it with it and managed to survive i really wish i would know what kind of flower was used because I've lost family members and I would have loved to have that flower to bring them back. And I'm pretty sure we all do. We all wish we had that flower to bring our loved ones back to us. You know, I just, I thought that was beautiful though, that they were able to return and go off. And I love the priest's reaction to them returning like, um, yeah, I need you guys to go because People are going to kill me if they know that you are still around. You know, I I tell people, you know, hey, you're going to go to heaven and you guys are back. No, that makes me look like a liar. Right. So I don't know. I like that. I really liked his, his reaction to that whole thing. Uh, anyway, thank you for coming along on this journey. As we head down uh, the coast of Central America and find more great stories.
So now go see Chef. He has a wonderful Honduran recipe for you. And until we meet again for another voyage, as always, have a blessed day. Welcome, my friends, to the galley. I am your chef, Chef, and today I have a wonderful recipe inspired by the story you have just heard. Just in time for the holidays, today we will be creating torrejas in honey. Now, what do you need for this recipe? Two tereja loaves, four beaten eggs, quarter teaspoon of vanilla, cinnamon sticks to taste, half a cup of melted margarine, one and a half cups of oil, grated vanilla candy, two cups of water, and cloves to taste. Now, how do we put this together? Easy. Cut the bread into thick slices and reserve. Separate the eggs Beating the egg whites first, and when it rises, add the yolks. Soak the bread slices in the beaten egg mixture. In a skillet, heat the margarine and oil and place the bread in the pan, frying them. In a pot, place all of the ingredients until the candy melts. Once this occurs, place the slices of bread already fried in the mixture. When they are well soaked, take them out and place them on a plate. And that is it, my friend. Now, go, do what you do. Make this recipe yours. And until I have another wonderful recipe for you, remember Miss Theodora and what she went. Until next time, as always, enjoy. Thank you for joining us on this voyage. Thanks to Art by Chalet for the logo, episode, and t-shirt designs. You may also get a t-shirt and other items on tpublic.com. You can contact me on all socials at Afro Tales Cast, that's Afro T A L E S Cast, and email me at Afro Tales Podcast at Yahoo.com. You may also become a benefactor by simply sharing with any and everyone, giving a thumbs up, or rating in your podcast app of choice. If you wish to donate, I am on Patreon and Coffee.com, that's K O dash fi.com so until we meet again may your winds be fair and your seas follow